Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology from 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. Get the 10-volume box set with 159 stories and full-color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPRN discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to my show, Into the Night. I'm Sean Kelly. Um, uh, hi, Cindy. Good to see you. Thank you for being on tonight, um, listening to the show. Um, I am on UPRN Talk Radio, 105.3 New Orleans, 107.7 Mississippi. Um, I'm, you know, this is going to be a crazy show, I guess. Hey, Johnny. And... Um, who knows where it's going to go from there? Um, be straight out and honest with you. I'm just not in a good mood today, so we'll see how this show goes. But I'm going to try to be lively about it and, and go from there, you know. Um, just too much stress, too much drama going on in my life right now. It's so hard to know if I'm coming or going. But, you know, this is my Sunday night. This is a good show. This is a happy show. And it's going to be a happy show. I'm just telling you where I am. So if you honestly uh, see if I'm like acting a little mad or, or not not too happy, then I just, uh, you know, I'm just not there, you know. And uh, hello, Cindy Mitch. Good to see you. Sebastian, good evening to you, Sean, and all the viewers. Good evening to you, Sebastian. Thank you for coming in. But, um. So I have to tell, hello, Virginia, good to see you. Virginia's seeing through the veil. Uh, case, oh, on. Wife, yes, I know what you mean. Good to see you, Kason. That's really nice to see the people come into the room tonight. Um, so, you, you know, it, it's just been a lot of, a lot of craziness going on. Um, thank you, Cindy. I appreciate it. And, uh, you, you know, Christmas is right around the corner, okay? And I was listening to some Christmas carols on the radio, okay? And it, it just seems like I keep hearing Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you, okay? And then, uh, what's the one, uh, Santa Baby? You know, I, I hear that one, too. And uh, and then I listened to some Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas. I don't know if anybody ever seen them, but they are one hell of a group. Um, if you ever get the chance that they come to your city, honestly, you seriously need to go to um, and, and listen to that group because, oh, my God, the music is phenomenal. Uh Carol the Bells. Hey, Scotsman, good to see you, pal. You know, Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas, sir, Squatch. Uh, don't forget, uh, this Tuesday coming up, I have Phil Syracusa, who was on two weeks ago, and he talked about um, his house. Uh, I think it's called the Family Cottage. I'm not sure. But you know, we only had 40 minutes with him, and he was explaining on how um, 
he was explaining uh, how he was doing some Ouija board stuff. And all of a sudden, this spirit by the name of Sarah came in and all kinds of stuff. I mean, what it was very, very interesting. Well, I'm going to have Philip on Tuesday, this Tuesday coming up. And he's going to tell us all about the ghost Sarah or the spirit Sarah. And he's going to add on to that, you know, to what he has encountered during his uh, doing the Ouija board stuff. It's going to be an interesting show. Um, I am so looking forward to it. And I really hope to see that uh, everybody come and listen to it because it's going to be a very, very interesting show. Um, so it's like, uh, so back to the Christmas carols. Yeah. So, you know, it says here, like, there's like some dark Christmas carols, you know, and, you know, it's like, I, I really was looking into some disturbing Christmas songs, but you know what? There was only one and, you know, the dummy me, I forgot to write it down. Yes, it has, Sebastian, really quick. Uh, yes, it's definitely going to be exciting, Virginia. Definitely. But, um, and I really couldn't find any. The only one that I found was, like, written um, back in 1596 about this king who um, would kill children, you know? And I read about it, and I'm thinking, I ain't putting this on my show. No, it's it's not. It wasn't cool. Um, it, I just didn't want to talk about it because as, as I read the research on it, I was just like, nah, that ain't going to happen. So I was there thinking, and I was thinking, you know, uh, what else can I do? What else can I do about the Christmas carols? And I was looking up, and, and it dawned on me, and, and, and I just Googled it, and it says, uh, I Googled the 10 most disturbing Christmas songs, okay? The, the most, 10 most disturbing Christmas songs. Can anybody take a guess out there who's in the chat room and tell me what do you think one of your uh, uh, disturbing Christmas songs be, are, are before we continue to go on? Um so, they might have an ease. Anybody have a, a song? Because some of these are, like, really crazy, you know what I mean? And some of them I never saw before in my life. And honestly, I mean, there's, like, two or three on here that I never even heard of. So, we're just going to get into it. But um, I will, uh, on another note, I will tell you that I am going to have a Christmas Eve show. I am. And uh, Baby Santa by Shakira. Oh, okay. I never heard of that one. Okay. I'm going to have to write that one down and check that one out. <laughs> but uh, I am going to have a Christmas Eve show. And it's going to be from 8 to 9. Maybe I might be able to take it, a, take it a little longer. I'm not sure. But it's just going to be just like a little get-together. Bring your eggnog with you and... You know, if you have any spirits that you want to bring along, you know, bring them on. And, and we could just talk about Christmas. You know, what, what our traditions were and stuff like that. And uh, I, I think it would be interesting because I know there's going to be a lot of people um, that aren't going to have no guests or have no family around Christmas Eve. I need a Santa hat. <laughs> Maybe I might just go out and get one, Virginia. Maybe I might just do that. Um, Nita, uh, you know, I used to have stockings all the time, and now I can't find them. But my son is 32 years old, and I still have a stocking, and I still stuff it with all kinds of stuff that he needs. So it's, like, pretty, pretty cool. Um, so to the 10 most disturbing Christmas songs, and at number 10, Santa Baby. Yeah. Um, Santa Baby is the 10th disturbing Christmas song because uh, Madonna sang it and uh, some other singer back, Kath Kit, something like that. And it was very provocative, 
you know, when this song came out. Um, and if you actually listen to the song, yes, it's definitely very provocative. And with Madonna singing it, and this other young, other lady who sang it, the original singer on it, come on, you know, it's like, in, in the videos, it's like craziness, man. Craziness. It's like, okay, so every... 21, 23-year-old guy out there is listening to Santa Baby and listening to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Holy crap, what a good way of selling a song. You know what I mean? Um, I will tell you this, at 8.30, um, we are going to have a commercial. You know, a minute and a half of commercials, and then I'll come on for the second 20 minutes or 25 minutes of it. So... Um, now, number nine, the number nine song. Well, I'm, you know what? I'm going to type this in, okay? Uh, number 10 was Santa Baby. Okay? So I typed that in there. See? Okay, there we go. Um. So, uh, number nine is, I'll be home for Christmas. If only in my dreams. Now, what this song was about, okay, um, and this is what I read up, and, and I, I can actually see it, where the guy took this song, and he um, kind of like put it to a, a soldier in the war, okay, where... You know, he would be sitting in a foxhole eating dinners and stuff like that, his beans or whatever, on Christmas night or Christmas Eve. And, you know, that one line drawing in my, in, uh, uh, what was it, if only in my dreams. And they really believe that um, him not being home for Christmas. And I can truly, truly understand that. Because when I was in the service, I was in the Navy, and four years, I did four years and 30 days. And out of those four years, I spent three years out at sea for Christmas and New Year's, you know, and Thanksgiving. So I wasn't home for those three years. And, you know, sitting in my, in, in, in in my rack or laying in my rack and, and just thinking, you know, how my mother is having a party or Christmas party or birthday party and all the fun that I used to have. And here I am stuck on a ship with 5,000 guys. No, it, it just wasn't right. But you know what? We had to do what we had to do. But I remember, and this is like really, really, really cool. And this is a true story. One year we were on a ship, my mom, sent me a box of gifts and she also sent this little christmas tree okay it was like about a, a three footer nothing really big it was a fake tree and what we did okay is um we set the tree up on the table and put like a sheet around it and everybody put their presents underneath the christmas tree and and it was like really really cool it, it just felt like home and that guys that are from all over the country, Kason Lee says, and what's that song about a man in the car wrecked dead and singing he's going to be home for Christmas? You know what? Grandma ran over by a reindeer, maybe? That's on the list. But uh, no, it, it, was a, it was a cool feeling when, when we had all our presents underneath the tree on the ship. So uh, number eight. And, and I never heard of this one before. Maybe somebody can. Thank you, Virginia. I appreciate that. Now, number eight, do they know it's Christmas? And it was sung back in 1984 by Boy George. Has anyone ever heard of that song before? I haven't. You know, I, I haven't heard that song before. And I really didn't have time to listen to it. Um but it's an, like kind of like an alternative Christmas song, you know. So I, I really don't know. Um, no, you okay? Anybody else out there that kind of knows what that is? Um, 
I'd appreciate it if you could do it. Um, number seven. Here's a crazy one. Um, Christmas with Satan. Yeah. And that's another alternative holiday song. And that was released in 1981. Um, but, you know, the way I look at life and the way I look at people, you know, I respect everybody's religion beliefs. I respect what they believe in and what helps them go through. So um, I do know some people who um, Luciferians, I do know some, and they're good people. And um, so I'm not knocking it. You know, I'm not going to get on here and tell you it is wrong to listen to that song and this and that. Um, in fact, I will tell you that I, I did a show a long time ago on Satan and um, the devil and all that crap. And um, it, it kind of like opened my eyes on that. But if somebody wants to listen to that kind of song, that's fine. You know what I mean? That, you know, more power to them. You know, Kaysen says, to be honest, I like crisp, creepy songs than all joy Christmas songs. You know what, Kaysen, you know what, that's cool. You know, because I work in a supermarket. You know, I'm a meat cutter at, at, at a shop and safe. And that's all I hear 20, well, eight hours a day, every day is Christmas songs on the radio. It starts right after Thanksgiving. And they're on like a loop. Every, you know, everyone knows that the, the songs um, are like on a loop. And um, we know exactly what time the song's going to come up. But I take the go back to All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey. She plays every three or four times. That song plays three or four times every hour. So... But there are no creepy songs, you know, no, no creepy songs at all. And as we're going on through the list, I would like to ask everybody out there in the chat room, uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Okay, I will tell you. Um, I got two of them, okay? The first one is the original Christmas Carol, okay? And... Um, I, I don't, I put myself as Scrooge, but I'm not Scrooge. But when the ghosts come and visit and they showed me my past, but now in the future, um, they kind of ring a bell. But the coolest ghost on that movie, on A Christmas Carol, was Jacob Marley, the very first one. Um, and I'm, to be honest with you, I hope, but I'm not that Jacob Marley because for all the greed that he had, you know, with money and stuff, um, he is changed to the earth, you know. And I don't want to be that that spirit. No, not at all. Um, but I still think he's a coolest ghost. And what I like about the end of the movie, though, was when Scrooge woke up. Any Christmas episode of South Park. Case and honest to God, my friend, I don't watch South Park. And, uh, you know, it, it just like, um, I don't know. I wish I did. But uh, uh, I'm not talking too much here. Let me catch my breath here. But no, Christmas Carol. And my second favorite. Um, well, the other Christmas Carol is with Bill, Bill Murray. It's a little bit more funnier, but, you know, I can understand it being filmed at that time. Jacob the Ghost. Um, Jacob Marley, yes, Jacob the Ghost. Now, my second favorite one, and, you know, I, I have to bring uh, Kleenexes with me when I watch this one. And uh, the one, Jimmy Stewart, It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. I cry at that one. Elf, Elf is boring. Elf is like overrated. But if you like Elf Virginia, that's cool as hell. My mom loves Elf, man. And she constantly watches Elf. You know how people uh, talk about watching the Christmas story all the time? Well, my mom likes to watch Elf. I can't deal with that Christmas story one. That just, 
I, I don't know. It's just, it just does not um, phase me. I don't like it, you know. Yeah, I think it's weird, but the, you know, what was this movie I was just saw? Christmas Girl with Bill Murray. Now, that was funny and that was done great. Um, but, you know, but when it comes to It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart. Um, that if, if if you go and watch that movie, you know, instead of seeing Jimmy Stewart there and you put me in there where Jimmy's at, that's what I went through. And, and, and it's sad and I cried about it, but you know, I, uh, Caseon says, I cried after watching some Christmas flick a long time ago, but can't remember the name. Probably It's a Wonderful Life because that, that runs deep, man. Yes, it was a great movie, uh, Virginia. Very good. Um, but there's another movie out there, and it, it's not one of my favorites, but um, it had Mel Gibson and De Dan Danny Glover in it. Um, I forget the name of this show. But if I come across it during the day, during this hour, then I will tell you what it's the name of the movie. Um, but those are my favorite movies. What's everybody's favorite movie out there? Virginia, Quezon, whoever's in the room, if you care to share, feel free to. Um, I, I would would love to hear what you got to say. You know, maybe we could talk about it a little bit. But yeah, so. About Jacob Marley. His pet parrot. Never heard of that one, bud. I don't know. But Christmas, Christmas stories, Christmas carols, whatever. They're supposed to be happy. Now, Carlito's Way, that's a good movie. That was a good movie. Um, but... Uh, Bruce Willis, the one on Bruce Willis, uh, Die Hard, Die Hard was a good movie, and that was a Christmas movie, too, uh, oh, 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 okay, boom, I got the movie with Mel Gibson, Lethal Weapon, yes, Cindy, thank you, <coughs> thank you, Cindy, I appreciate it, I mean, Cindy, think about it, I just thought about it, and you just typed it in, good minds think alike there, Cindy, this goes out, Lethal Weapon, you know, if you watch uh, that movie, don't put put me in Mel Gibson's spot, and you know how my life was too, you know. So I wanted to do was die, but you know this is a happy show, so we're not going to do it. Um, but lethal weapon, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I hope you remember the name of the show there, Kason. I appreciate. it. You need to do some impressions. I don't do impressions. I don't think I could, you know. Only on St. Patrick's Day when I was drunk, and that was 30-some years ago. So <laughs> it's like, nah. But, you know, I do make a good Santa Claus, you know. I do make a good Santa Claus. I remember one time um, me and my brother went out to dinner, and this was like four or five years ago. We went out to dinner to a restaurant here in Pittsburgh called Eaton Park. Oh, dumb kid. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> it's okay, but wait till you hear about this story, and this is a true story, so me and my brother are down at Eaton Park, we're having dinner, and this little boy kept looking over me, okay, over and looking at me, and I'm, I'm thinking, what the hell's going on here, you know, he'd smell at me, I'd smell back, and, you know, as we're continuing eating the dinner, his grandma got up from the table and she walked over to me and she said, please excuse me, but my grandson thinks you're Santa Claus. And I said, whoa, because <laughs> my beard was like really hot and like, and so I got up and I went over to the little boy. Uh, he was handicapped and I got down on one knee and, and that's all he did. Um, he was so happy. I put a smile on that kid's face. And the grandma, even the mom came up and said, thank you. We haven't seen him smile in a very long time. And I will tell you, it was only two minutes that I was with the kid. Two minutes. 
but every every ounce of negativity left my body everything and it just made me feel good that i could make this little kid smile you know what i mean so i wanted to share that with you ah Kason says how about last christmas by george michael yeah that's a damn depressing song you know what i mean that's crazy you know that you know he has a, a fling with his brother's wife or something like that and the following year you know <laughs> she um just goes back to her husband and he's left stranded yeah that, that's a pretty 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 bad song last christmas but um so we are at the 8.30 mark. I'm going to finish the list when we come back. Feed the World's a very pretty song. Um, so I'll see you in a minute and a half, okay? And I will continue the list. Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology from 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. Get the 10-volume box set with 159 stories and full-color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPRN discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. welcome back um you know welcome back you know this is this is a good show you know i'm glad to see everybody in the rooms um virginia good to see you squats man always a pleasure meeting you i'm glad you're hanging around um so you know little updates remember this tuesday coming up um december 12th i'm gonna have phil saracusa again for the hour show and he's going to continue his story uh about um but but his uh the the village house and or or the family something family cabin that's the name of it uh i am on uprn talk radio 105.3 new orleans 107.7 mississippi okay hey sabelle good to see you welcome um so back to the songs back to the songs um so the last one we talked about um was christmas with satan okay and that came out in 1981 uh, and like i was explaining earlier before um if, if somebody likes to um listen i never heard the song before and the people love it then that's great that's great man you know it's all cool but number six coming in at number six is grandma got ran over by a reindeer <laughs> and i don't know where he's coming up with a disturbing christmas song on that one but number six is grandma got ran over by a reindeer but at the time that this song came out okay um they came out with that um commercial or that thing don't text and drive you know um a lot of people think that this this song here i think it's funny i don't understand but this dude who wrote this article says 
um, it came out with the dumb text and drive and you know maybe grandma got killed by a dude getting driving you know texting and driving at the same time i don't know don't know but uh that was crazy to have a grandma around <laughs> i think it's funny i really do and um hey amanda good to see you good to see you amanda welcome to the show um oh, excuse me um and then now here we go number five I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. So the dude, you know, I read a little bit of this one. So the guy wrote this call, this thing about the 10 most disturbing Christmas song. Uh, he was saying that, you know, the kid saw, you know, his mom kissing a big, fat, obese man underneath the christmas tree now we all know that um that it was her dad you know we all knew that kind of knew that but you know what um so this this guy had a demented demented brain when he when he put this one down because it was like okay so my mom was kissing santa claus and my dad's upstairs sleeping so is he gonna be here, you know, uh, is mom going to be, you know, um, embarrassed on Christmas morning when her son talks about that to her? But I, I think it's funny. But I don't think it's a disturbing song. I, I kind of like it. I mean, think about it, right? Hey, Pam Harris, good to see you. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, but no, we. how long have we heard that song? I saw only kissing Santa Claus. Many, 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 many times. All right, Johnny, have a good night. Yes, it is, uh, Sybil. Yes, it is. Thank you, Pam. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, so, number four. Oh, now this is crazy. This is this fourth one. Think about it, right? John Denver sang this when he was a little boy. It says, please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. Ah, Pam, that's cool. Pam says, many, many years my dad played Santa. 42 years. Ah, oh, that's, that's cool. I played Santa maybe about four or five times. That was it. But you know what? It, it was fun when I did it. You know, the only thing I didn't enjoy doing was putting that red suit on, you know, and, uh, but watching the kids smile and handing out presents, um, I used to belong to a group, um, the Upper St. Clair JCs, and every year we would hold a Christmas party for the unfortunate, you know, kids, and um, so I, it was my job to sit in the chair and pass out presents to kids, and it, it, it was pretty cool, um, I'm a pretty big boy, so I don't need no pillows underneath that uh, that uniform of the Santa Claus. But um, so number three, now, okay, question. I have to ask anybody this one. This one was called Backdoor Santa. Anybody ever heard that one? Backdoor Santa. And I'm like, never heard of it. I didn't even want to play it. You know, it was, to me, it, thank you, Sabelle. Appreciate it. Um, never heard of it. Not at all. And um, I'm not going to hear it. But I had to put this on. Yeah, man, it, it really does sound a little weird. Um, hold on one second. Let me see if I can get the wiki on that backdoor Santa. Just give me a couple minutes. See if I can find it. There it is. It was sung by Clarence Carter. Um, it's only a two-minute song. Um, it's crazy. 
It's crazy. But it is on YouTube. So if you want to watch it, go listen to it. Backdoor Sam. Uh, now, number two, baby, it's cold outside. It's about the woman who wanted to go home, but the husband didn't want her to leave. Now, this this was a big controversy song. Okay. Um, they played it. I mean, they played it and played it and played it for the longest time. Then all of a sudden, during, uh, I guess, the movement that happened at the beginning, like three years ago or whatever, they rewrote the song. And um, they rewrote it. And it had nothing to do with it. It was a, a lot nicer ver uh, version of the song. But when, when I was, was, you know, reading and listening to the controversy on both songs, I mean, come on, you know, it was a Christmas song way before, and we all listened to it. I think there was a movie made out, out of it, I'm not sure. And, uh, but, you know, people have to put words or because they don't like something, they got to change the lyrics on a Christmas song, on a song that was played for almost, I'm, I'm just going to say, 40 years. Um, and it was like, it, you don't need to. You just you just can't keep it the way it was. You, you have to throw your two cents in all the time. So I quit. I didn't listen to the brand new song. That was I think John Legend wrote it. I mean, and sung it. I think John Legend did it. But um, all I know is that why spoil something that's been around for so long? That's why I look at it. Why spoil it? I grew up on these songs, and I'm okay with it. I didn't get mad. I didn't get you know anxious or angry or spoke my voice about it i didn't no not at all and people shouldn't do that people should not change things that people are used to people should not change or try to change people okay no one should or songs or movies or whatever you know the hell with it. You know that person wrote that song. And then you have to come in and change it because a lot of people didn't like it. That's a bunch of malarkey. I'm not going to say bullshit. I'm going to say malarkey. Okay. Or a movie when they want to change a movie. Or they're saying that, you know, movies aren't right. Um, I don't know what's going on with Disney. I don't want to know what's going on with Disney. But I remember when I was a little kid on Sunday night, I used to sit down in front of my television and watch the wonderful world of Disney, you know, and I enjoy it. But now there's a big war between everybody through Disney, you know, so I really can't talk a lot about this. I don't know all the facts of what is happening. Uh, Cindy Simpson says, we are from a different time, my friend. Yes, we are. Um, Sabal says, if anyone is going to get mad about a song, then my favorite singer, Elvis Presley, sang a song, Baby, Let's Play House. The one lyric is, I'd rather see you dead than to be with another man. True. Uh, Roseanne Ash says, do you remember Cheech and Chong's Santa and the Magic Dust? <laughs> so yes, I never saw it, but Roseanne, I have to definitely check it out. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. I really do. That's I'm in fact I probably will try to look that up and watch it on YouTube. Um Kason says, remember the mouse? It's an AVI clip by Disney. No, not at all, buddy. Um, but you know the hell with what people think. If we enjoy watching what we want to watch, then we're going to watch what we're going to watch. You know? But you know what? Don't take the fun out of... Don't don't take the meaning or the fun out of other people because you dislike that song. 
you know. And Sabal got a good part, you know. See, see, understand. Let us enjoy our music. Let us enjoy our time. You know, I, I mean, my son's 32, 33, um, and he grew up not what I would be watching. I remember but what he watched, but his favorite movie was The Wizard of Oz. He loved it. He loved the monkeys. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he loved the monkeys. But it's all he talked about, the monkeys, the monkeys. And then when the monkeys would appear on the show, um, <laughs> when the monkeys would appear, he would run into the next room. And he said, Daddy, are the monkeys gone? Are the monkeys gone? But that was his favorite. But those were some good times. And another story my son liked was a, like a crazy killer one was the Leprechaun movie. The Leprechaun movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, in in Jaws, we had to watch Jaws, and every time he heard the music, boom, 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 then he would have to run into the other room because he knew the shark was coming. Uh, let's see here. Um, Kason says, aka Suicide Mickey. It's on YouTube. Uh, no, I have not seen that. Um, those are good movies. My favorite Disney movie was Lady and the Tramp. Honest to God, it was my favorite Disney movie. You know, God only knows that they decide to try to do something like change something on that. But mine was Lady in the Tramp. Patrick Foster says, why will we do that, though? So they can all be banned. True. Yes, of course. Why would they, they want to ban everything? They, they and, and it's like bullcrap, bullcrap. You know, I'm, oh, shit. Uh, I cut my finger today at work, and it's bleeding like hell. So it's like, but, um, you, you know, the hell with them. You know, I'm going to watch what I'm going to watch, and, and that's it. You ain't going to change my mind, no matter what. Amanda says, I watched Lady and the Tramp earlier this week. It's too funny, yes. My favorite part of the show is when he's pushing that meatball over, over to her. Like, you know, it's like so cool. If I had, a, it, 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 you know, I would do the same thing if I had a dog nose. My nose is kind of small, so can't do it. But uh, the number one song that is disturbing, and I, I really do want to write the Heat Miser. Ah, um, what was the lady, the tramp lady, the tramp lady, the Heat Miser, the tramp girl, uh, Peggy Lee, when she played that little tramp. Uh, and the freezer freeze mixer huh i don't i don't know hon i have to check them out misers i have to check those out and see what they're all about um but the number one song of the 10 most disturbing christmas songs is the christmas shoes the christmas shoes you know where the little boy goes into a store and he wants to buy his mom pair of shoes so she can wear them when she meets Jesus when she dies that night um yeah and what this what this guy was saying was it's not so much about the kid buying his shoes but the guy wants to show that he's man enough to give this kid some money so he can buy the shoes for his mom and when I read that, I'm like, you're full of shit. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, some of the what some of the songs that this guy wrote about was like really, really ridiculous. If you really want to know, you know, about this list, please Google the ten ladies disturbing Christmas, ten most disturbing Christmas songs. And then he gives little um snippets why he claims that they are, you know. Um, but no about red shoes so what you know but the guy helped the little kid out and um, he didn't do it because he wanted to show the world that he was man enough because he had the money to buy the shoes ah uh-uh not at all so um but that that's the top 10 no the 10 most disturbing santa baby i'll be home for christmas do they know it's Christmas? Christmas with Satan. 
Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. Backdoor Santa. Baby, it's cold outside. And the number one is the Christmas shoes. You know, I saw that movie and I heard that song. I bought too when I when I listened to that song. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. I'm just definitely looking forward to hearing. I'm not definitely looking. I have no choice in the matter. But I gotta listen to all I want for Christmas is you at least ten times at work. You know, I just get like really boring all the time, you know. Um, rocking around the Christmas tree. That was another fav fav uh, favorite one of mine. Um, the first Noel. God rest you, Jared. God rest you, Mary, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, those were the good ones. I like the first Noel. Green sleeves. That was a good one. Um, you know, up on the rooftop, click, 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 down with the chimney with old St. Nick. <laughs> you know, Jingle Bells, you know, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. My God, what do you all think of Red uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Please tell me out there that you still watch Rudolph, because I do. I'm 61 years old, and I do like watching Rudolph. And I also like watching Frosty the Snowman. Those are the two favorites. Uh, have you ever heard pagans come to, oh yes, definitely Sabelle, definitely, yes I have, um, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, the Christianity are the ones that took some of the pagans, um, stuff and, uh, some of their practices and put it toward Christianity, I'm not sure, if, you know, maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's what I heard, definitely, um, Blue Christmas by Elvis. Yes. Little Drummer Boy. Another good one, Cindy. Roseanne, another good one. What What's your favorites? Please tell me. Frosty's the best. Um, you know, but if you ever get the opportunity, if you ever get the... Hey, Virginia, good to see you again. Seeing through the veil. Um, they were relatives. Okay. Um... But if you get the chance, please, if you can, if the Trans-Siberian Orchestra comes to your town, please get tickets because it is like one of the best um, concerts, Christmas concerts that you ever want to see uh, or hear or see. You know, I got the CD to it, so I played in my car around Christmas. Um Amanda says, the Christmas story is my favorite. Ah, uh, not mine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can watch maybe twice, but you know on TV when they have it going 24-7? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm good for one, you know. Um, one show or maybe one and a half show, but I, I couldn't watch it 24-7, you know. Could not do that. But uh, we are getting close to, as Jenny Nicasio said, the witching hour. She's the one that brought that up. And I just want to say that this was a very good show. You know, I had a lot of fun. You know, I'm not angry or mad anymore. I'm, I'm just on an even kill. Had a lot of good people doing comments. Uh, Roseanne, Virginia, Sabelle, Johnny, Amanda, and uh, other people. Kason. Uh, Thank you for sharing what you wanted to talk, you know, what you shared. Um, this Tuesday, again, I'm going to have Phil Saracusa on again, and he's going to continue his story about his house being really, really haunted. Um, so please, if you can, if you got an hour, come in. And uh, uh, Sabelle says, my good friend was in charge of Christmas Story House. Oh, sweet. I hear that's a haunted place, dude. I, Sabelle, I think that's haunted, too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but please, come in Tuesday, uh, 8, 8, 10 p.m., and um, let's listen to Phil and let him continue the story. 
uh, I will have a Christmas party and a Christmas Eve show. Um, and then we're going to go from there. But I want to thank uh, Kay Kason says, was there a Christmas episode of Rick and Morty, guys? Okay, everybody out there. Sure will. I'll definitely send you an invite. You know, it'll be all over uh, Pittsburgh Paranormal Society page. But Kason has a question for everybody out there listening. Um, was there a Christmas episode of Rick and Morty, guys? I don't know, um, Kason, maybe my friends here in the chat room will find out for you, but I'm not sure. But uh, I just want to say thank you for joining in again. I'm going to draw a card. I'm just going to draw my three cards. And you know what you all got to do. Write them down. And the first card that I pick for you um, is your past. Um, the second one will be what's happening in the now. And the third one is future. And I find somebody, lady and ladies and gentlemen, some lady that works with animal spirit totems. And I'm going to ask her if she can come on the show and explain a little bit more. Okay. Uh, the first card I draw, well, I never drew this one before. The alligator. This is your past. I never drew this card. Never. The alligator. The second one. The armadillo. That's the that's the one for the now. And in your future is the owl. Ooh, can we get it? There we go. The owl. So that's the alligator from the past, the armadillo for the now, and the owl for the future. So hopefully those help out for you. Um, okay, so everybody have a good night. Um Children, please, if you can, go um, to your parents and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And parents, please go to your children and tell them um, that you love them. Because those three words, I love you, go a long way. And everybody, please try to be happy and, and joyous, you know, for the next two or three weeks. Thank you, Virginia, for being on, uh, Sabelle. Thank you. Kason, um, I hope you um, will get that answer for you. But those three were, good night, Sebastian. Good to see you. Night, night there. Um, so everybody, have a good night. Remember, those three words, I love you, go a long way. And on that note, since I have no more outro, I'm just going to have to stop the show right on the money. So everybody, good night. Have a good night, and I will see you Tuesday.